You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of the Broadway Husbands Podcast. I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we are the Broadway Broadway Husbands. Husbands. We are just your all-American married couple making their living in the arts and pursuing a growing family. On the Broadway Husbands Podcast, we offer advice from our ordinary lives under extraordinary circumstances. We are living proof that you can love who you love and love what you do. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. And if you really love us, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast network you listen to us on. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands. Also visit us on Instagram at Broadway Husbands online at the broadwaypodcastnetwork.com slash Broadway Husbands because we are proud members of the Broadway Broadway Podcast Podcast Network. So today, this is our seventh episode. What? Crazy. Time flies. And it's been really fun getting some awesome responses from you guys, getting um, to talk to other couples if you've listened to past episodes. But we also know that we are coming into a brand new year. It is 2020. The future. Doesn't that sound so futuristic? 2020. I mean, that's crazy, (laughs) right? Ugh. Well, here we are. (laughs) And it is an election year. And it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Something I was thinking would be interesting to talk about for us. Um, and hopefully that would be helpful for you guys is to talk about family and politics and how to sort of save and salvage relationships in your life. Um, because we've learned a lot through the last few years, as I'm sure many people have, it's been a very tumultuous time in our country politically. And, um, we want to offer some advice and help you guys through that as we get into this election year. And we don't necessarily want to talk about politics per se it's just more about like how to handle things that have happened to us and you know which things we've learned and what we did and what worked and what didn't yeah which will hopefully help you guys get a who who are going into this year maybe avoid some of the mistakes we've made and um (laughs) we haven't made any mistakes (laughs) or things we've learned okay but first we do want to give you a little bit of update on what's happening with us and our baby process. Yes. So was it the day before Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was the day before Thanksgiving. We got some news that... Um, well, we first off, we were very ready to go. We got lawyers involved. We got everything ready to go. Yeah. We had money in escrow. Like This moment that we've been working towards for... Two years. Two years. We were all ready to ready go. Ready to go. We matched with our surrogate. We, Brett, you know, Brett, I'm talking like I'm not here. Me, I ended up getting this Broadway show. And so we were like, okay, we actually can, can move forward with this. And so we got the contract sent off to the surrogate that we matched with. And we matched with her in March. And she was very patient and had said, if we try before December, no problem. Yeah. So, so all of our ducks were in a row, and then we um, got the call that she had backed out. Um, so we were like just about to plan the dates for her to come and do the first implantation, and we were super excited. All she had to do was sign the contract. It was ready to go, and so she bailed. Yeah, she bailed. So it was. it's interesting. That day, Like, I definitely was really upset. I think Brett was a little bit more upset than I was because... I don't know why you were, but I mean, it was, it was an upsetting day, but I, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, but it also just felt like for me, like it felt like, well, it's still a step forward because getting, you know, moving on to the next person is a step closer to, um, being pregnant and this wasn't the right match. And for those of you that don't know, if you haven't followed or don't know anything about surrogacy, it's, she's not the egg donor. She's just the gestational carrier. Yeah. So, so she's not genetically um, attached. Th this woman who we had met and we had flown to meet our doctor. So we'd lost some money on it. And for sure. we also were very invested in her and her husband. And we met mm -hmm. them and we, we treated them to a day in New York. So it was very disappointing and that super disappointing. We thought she was invested in us and she kind of gave up on it. And, and it, that was hard and you know who knows the reasons yeah. and you know it's all good and because we're moving forward and we're it all, talking with other people and that's the thing that we kind of came to is like it's better that that happens now than when she's pregnant and or something, something yeah who else. knows and yeah. so the right person is going to come along yeah but we but it's upsetting because you know you get so excited in this process i find that like a lot of time goes by and we're waiting for things to happen then all of a sudden like all of the stuff is ready and goes and it moves really fast but then this was one of those moments where it was like it was about to all happen and then like it didn't um and that's kind of been like um kind of par for the course with this yeah. sort of so far yeah um, and it's really hard to like some other friends of ours just had a baby and, and they had it through surrogacy and, yeah. and watching them be able to, they had such an easy process. I mean, at least relatively least, yeah, and like know. seeing it from what, from our point of view, social but, media makes everything look pretty yeah. good. So, you know, so, you know, we just want to be really honest and tell you guys, like, it's a really hard process. Um, it's a lot taking a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. But the right person is going to come along. Yeah. It's all going to work out in 2020. Since we're talking about 2020, <laughs> 2020 will be the year. Yes. Of I think baby so. Hannah Shuford. Baby Hannah Shuford. Yay. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about <laughs> the political, like how we've dealt with our family Excuse me. <laughs> How we've dealt with I'm having um some sparkling water and it yeah, just burns sparkling me up. water will really get you. Um so the last election was rough. It was rough. So yeah, I for, you know, my family is in Texas, okay? So that's all I that's all you need to know, really, is my Texas family is die hard. They will live and die hard Republicans. And that is just how it is. That's how it's always been. 
And um, I, it seems, I'm, it's, to my chagrin, it seems that that is true no matter who is running in the Republican Party. Um, and I always thought, well, maybe this, you know, the last election things would shift and, or who knows, right? Um, it's very confusing. I've even had to restrict some family members on Facebook because their posts are very confusing. They'll post things like, you know, very pro-gun, you know, Democrats want to take away our guns and, um, they, you know, pro, uh, you know, anti-abortion things. And then like, I love my gay son, you know, or I love my gay cousins or whatever. Right. And it's very confusing and frustrating. And so I've learned over the years, like just, I just restrict them. It's not like I unfriend them, but I just don't want to see their posts in my stories because they upset me. It upsets me on a lot of levels. Um, it has nothing to, most of it has to do with the human level and less to do with like a politics level. And as far as I'm concerned, like I would, I will vote for the person who's the most humane. Like it's not about party for me. Like it's not about the Democrat or Republican party. In fact, I was very disappointed in the Democratic party in the last election and how everything played out and who got nominated and how it all worked out. Like, so I, you know, I feel like, but I voted for the person that I thought was the, felt was the most humane, who was the most experienced, and that was my fe feeling on it, right? I'm getting into hot water here, right? You are, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. But I also want to say, like, I think it's interesting, too, is that, I mean, maybe I just am not really paying as much attention right now as I was, but it seems like, like three years ago, um, social media was, like, kind of really controlling... Um, a lot of the political landscape and there was a lot of just people were getting their news yeah. from social media. And I feel right. like that that's not necessarily the case today. And I definitely have hope that um, this coming year uh, that will be a little bit different than it was yeah. maybe the last time. And I think that, you know, maybe that was part of everything that was going down was that the social media thing. Was yeah, just... maybe so much of it was fake, quote yeah. unquote, fake yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. But like what's interesting for me, it, what happens for me politically in regards to family, and maybe it's some of you, can, especially coming off the heels of the holiday, some of you can relate, is that it brings back a lot of old feelings from my childhood of not fitting in, of not belonging. I'm the black sheep. I'm the gay one, the liberal one, the, the one who moved to New York City and became one of those Yankees whatever right like that's literally <laughs> and then he met me and i made him gay <laughs> but but it brings up a, a lot of old history where i don't feel supported on a on a deeper level than just on the surface right they love me they, they support me but then because they're not voting in favor of my rights or in favor of what i think are the more humane rights i feel like it means that they don't support me and that's so so i just want to say like that's where a lot of my defense comes up and maybe you can identify with that. Maybe if you're feeling like, um, other people, like uh, some of our anger and frustration that can come up from, for us who maybe lean more left can come from that place. And I think we have to own that and be aware of it. And I, and I know for me, I have to own that and not make that their issue. However, I always care so much about them being educated and them being being what everything they come from. I want it to be based in fact, and I want it to be based in truth. And quite often, what I see them spouting is not true fact. It's not based. It's coming off of fake, quote unquote, fake news, uh, slanted news, whatever those things that you the memes that you see on Facebook. 
I mean, so what is it that you do to? So what I that? try to do is only post things that I think are backed up by fact. So like a reliable news source. Reliable news source, and I check. Like I check them. I always check a the real source. Publication. A real publication. Okay. Um, NPR is always a good source. Um, I try to not go too far left or too far right. Um, I will never go too far right. <laughs> um, but you know, I, that's always been my goal. But then if I, what, what I learned, so I want to get, tell this story is I learned, what was it? I guess it's been four years now. It was the August of 2017. Yeah. August, 2017. I woke up as a Saturday morning. I woke up and saw that a very close family member had made a post on Facebook saying um, that, you know, very much in defense of Donald Trump and very much in, in defense of his relationship with Kim Jong-un. And then in the same post related it to how liberals want to take away our guns. And, um, and it just like none of these things had anything to do with each other. And it was very frustrating because it was just a very close family member. And so, I was like, Brett, don't react, don't react. Um, so then what did you do? So I tried not to react. I went to yoga. I tried to breathe through it. I'm in downward dog and all I can think about is this post. And so I wrote back and said, you know, I would never want to base my opinion, like, I, cause he was calling liberals, like, you know, kind of de demeaning liberals. Right. And I was like, that's not really fair. And I would never do that to conservatives. I would he never. He was also saying names that I'd never heard before. Yeah. 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 So I, so I just said, Hey, you know, if you want to talk about this, we can talk about that, but these things aren't related like guns and Kim Jong-un and Trump and like, that's all different topics. And if you want to actually have a conversation about, let's have a conversation about it. And he just wrote back, you're an asshole. And that was really hurtful. And it made sense because that's kind of what our president does when he doesn't like what somebody says, he just calls them names. And so it made sense in that that's, how people are feeling and that's, they just feel like, well, they, I have permission now to just do that. So then what happened? What did you do when I, so I said, you're calling me names. I'm going to unfriend you. I don't need to be friends with somebody on Facebook, regardless of who they are, who's going to be nasty to me. And when I did that, it was, and this is the same day as the Charlottesville riots. Yeah. So it felt like the world was sort of collapsing around me that day. Yeah. And you, I remember you came home and I told you about it. And yeah, you I went, had no idea you told me about it. And you it. went and looked and it up. And saw it. And you got upset. And I got upset. And then there was another post um, after you had unfriended him. And so then, you know, because we're married, we are the Broadway husbands, um, you know, I felt like I couldn't just um, sit back and kind of let these comments go. So I commented back and I was just, I, I didn't say anything, you know, mean or I just said if you know if you have something to say to Brett his phone number is and then <laughs> I wrote his phone number in the comments um, because there were just comments flying around that just weren't very nice and then I and then I was told that to stay in my lane and that it was none of my business and I said well you're making fun of my husband on a public social media platform it is my business um, and then I think from that moment on, I went, I went on to just unfriend them too, because, um, I just didn't want to be a part of it. And I didn't, you know, I, you know, it was just, 
I, I he always made, well, he made another post. Yeah, but after I unfriended him, where right. he called me a snowflake bitch. Like that, when that was where publicly. I was. Yeah, and that was where I was commenting. And then, you know, when I realized that it was like sort of irrational, you know, right. There was nothing you could do. That, that yeah. was the thing I realized, like, I can't do anything about this. Like, this is something they feel they need to express and do. And this is how that, and it definitely felt like this is where our country is headed. And, um, it's very frustrating. And, but it was, this is kind of silly. Yeah. I'm just going to like make Say. it a little lighter. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard the, the name Snowflake before. <laughs> and I was like, I just felt very naive. I was like, what, like, does, that what does that mean? mean? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. And I was like, that's what they're calling liberals. So that's because we're frail. But apparently that's a thing. Um, right. Yeah. So, so it, it, it was tough, man. That was a really tough time. And so I, I'm nervous about this new election and I'm nervous that like the same energy exists right now. And yeah. it's just, you see it coming out, you see it coming out with this whole impeachment process. And, um, and so what do we do now? So how do we handle it now? We just don't talk about politics. <laughs> like when we're with our family, I don't, we just don't talk about it. And I, and my mom, has definitely tried to bring it up with me there. And, um, and I definitely, my defenses come up because like I said, I have this like history of feeling like I got to try to win them over or something. And I, you know, I remember <laughs> she said some ridiculous things about you know, how Trump wants to help Jewish people. It was crazy. And I was like, how many Jewish people do you know? None. So, you know, it's just a very interesting conversation to try to have where you realize I can't have this conversation. So just don't, you just don't. And, and my advice to somebody who's like an in-law in this situation is just to remember that they will always love their son or daughter, but they may not forgive the one that's married into the family. So what I normally do is, um, get more coffee, get more coffee, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I think I need another cup of coffee. And I get up and walk away. Or uh, <laughs> my favorite thing recently was um, uh, somebody in your family was talking about the impeachment. And I just brought up, you know, the first impeachment process and, like, talked about that. Mm -hmm. And, like, went, like, Googled it and, like, read the historical facts about that. And, um... And they, they didn't realize that there was, you know, when the first impeachment was. And so that was how Which I deflected tells you a lot, that. Right? That's how I deflected that. Um, because, you know, on, and at the end of the day, you know, they're always going to love Brett. Um, but and I feel like they will. And I love, love them, too. I, I love them, too. But, you know, you realize it's probably and they see it the same way with us, that we are living in a we are living in a quote unquote bubble. And I feel the same way about them. And I'm sure they think that, too, where everyone we're surrounded by has similar beliefs similar conversations, similar support around similar candidates. And so you can't, you know, when we live this life, the life we live and they live their life, you can't really impede on that. And uh, the thing that I just always try to do, and this is the, the best way I would say, is just try to gently educate. I just suggest to my dad, you should just look at Pete Buttigieg. He's a military, you know, ex-military, he's Christian, you know, just just look at him, you know, don't, I try not to be like, no, he's the one or whomever. Um, cause I don't even know that he's the one, but I, you know, I just think that it's about gently nudging and planting seeds and, and then letting go of the rest. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, oh, wait, or my favorite was <laughs> there was an ad for um, Bloomberg recently and a family member of yours said, um, yeah, they just want to beat Trump. And my comment was, whoa, I didn't even know Bloomberg was a Democrat. And then I walked away. <laughs> anyway, which is funny. He just wants to beat Trump. And it's like, well, what, what? do you think Trump's doing? And I just like ran away. <laughs> So we hope this helps you. It's been a but like honestly, an so, interesting. But let's like let's talk time. about the way I think that we kind of have healed mm. um, through you know because there was a lot of hurt and pain around this um, topic. You know, I'm I'm really good at laughing at, about things right now, but it was honestly like super hurtful to my husband, and I was. Uh, I hurt when I see him in this much pain. And so like, I, you know, it was, it was really hard for us to get through this. It took time and, you know, ultimately, you know, you have to understand that your family does love you. And at the end of the day that they're always going to be there and that, you know, everything is going to change. Nothing is permanent. Things are temporary and that like deep down that love is there and yeah i think one of the big things that happened for us this year sorry if i interrupted you Ugh. <laughs> now you're interrupting me <laughs> i'm just kidding we spent five weeks with them in the summer and one of the big things that helped me was i and this this is my big piece of advice for anyone out there who's going through the same thing set your expectations that that they're going to be exactly who they are. Mm -hmm. Stop expecting them to be who you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Expect them to be exactly who they're going to be. They're going to they like their Make America Great Again hats. They you know they they go to church. They don't they don't understand the things you understand. So set the expectation that that's who they are. And the minute I did that, I had such a better time with them because mm -hmm. I didn't expect them to be something that they that they weren't. And I, it's not my job to make them who I think they're supposed to be. Just like it wasn't their job to force me to be who they wanted me to be. So I think that if anything, as the year goes on, just start to set the expectations that who you see is who they are and love them for that and forgive them for the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that all, you know, and also a, a thing that helped us um, come to terms and love each other just a little bit more through all that was that, you know, our life experience, you know, we had kind of had a weird year and um, felt kind of used by various things in our life so that when we were around them, 
you know, their love is pretty unconditional. Yeah, their love is extremely unconditional, and mm-hmm. and that's you know that's mm-hmm. all it all it is really. So, we hope this helps you, and let's get to our next segment, which we call Spotlight, Spotlight on Love. So we uh, reached out to some of y'all on Instagram, and Rob, let me see what's Rob's handle, Rob W. Lou 13 asks, it's a very brief question, but we're going to fluff it up a little bit. Oh, but we're going to tackle it head on. <laughs> he said, how do you get started? Or meaning, when, when do you know to go from friend to romantic? Hmm. <laughs> Which is, I think it's a good topic for us because that's how we started. We were friends. Yeah. I mean, so here's the deal. Like, I mean, if I'm speaking totally personally, like I, I think ultimately, like I always wanted to be a little bit more than friends when I met you. And so uh, maybe that was why I was friends with you. I don't really know, but um <laughs> But definitely there was some sort of attraction and I wish I could just say it was I wanted to be your friend, but I think I wanted to be a little bit more. Um, So really? Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, for me, like in that situation, the the green light was like um, I wasn't in a relationship anymore. And then once you told me that you weren't in a relationship anymore, then it was guess what? It's time not to be friends anymore. I think communication is, I mean, it's, it's so basic to say this, but like any relationship, it just requires communication and especially early on. I mean, I remember <laughs> one of the things with Steven that was really cool was that when we first started dating, I remember I was reading this book, the Susie Orman book about money. Oh, right. And one of the things that Susie Orman suggested was like, when you first start dating somebody, don't be afraid to have a conversation about money early on. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I was like, oh. And it, wait, like now that I'm thinking about this, this was like really early on yes. when we did this. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Steven, <laughs> yeah. we need to talk about finances. Yeah. And we did. <laughs> and we did. And we looked at your numbers and you were like, you had no idea how much credit card debt you had. I didn't and, have any credit card debt. And you added all of it up. <laughs> and this is how I knew like I wanted to... Like there was something you special to sleep about with you. Me? Well, <laughs> that I knew early on, but you, you were like, "Oh wow, I have all this credit card debt," and and Brett and I were having the conversation like I should wipe it out. So you like went on a, on this like rampage and got all these Nutcracker gigs. I did a lot of Nutcracker gigs. I did another gig that you actually like, paid off one of the cards. Yeah, completely. it was like a complete yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Like, first off, he's got that kind of talent that people can pay him that much to to do that. That's cool. Um, but you, like, really set out to do something, and then you, like, did it. Yeah. And I was like... Well, with the help of your suggestion. No. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I was, you know, I was trying to fix that anyways. But, yeah. I remember that being really impressive. So it was just, like, you just see, like, you can see... Uh, one of the, I remember very early on in like my dating life here in New York, somebody had said to me once, you can't hold out for potential. Like what you see is what you get when you first start dating. Hmm. And so if you think that, well, there's potential, he potentially could be the right person for me, or he potentially could be my husband. That's not going to work because, because you can't date somebody for potential 
And I remember like, and it's been proved to be true. Like all these years, like who Steven was is exactly who he is. And, um, you know, we grow and we change in our own ways, but there's still that essence is still there. Um, we still have the same recurring fight about initiative, <laughs> right? And he laughs yeah. if we see a play and somebody says the word initiative, initiative. he just laughs. Just like, oh my God. But I remember like, those were the things that impressed me. And I was like, oh wow, he's really like says what he means and he's very honest and he's thorough. And Well, I think also for me, I think it was like, my past dating or relationships were like kind of tumultuous and like usually we fought a lot. There's a lot of fighting and it just was like so not easy. Um, and also like, I, I think that a lot of the people that I was with like and dated before were like people that I like really like went after and like they really didn't like me kind of <laughs> in the beginning. Like I, that's a sign you should <laughs> but I was like determined and um and it just wasn't like that um yeah. with us yeah so. it was like easy and you were so laid back and fun yeah. and so anyway the point of like when do you know it's when you see that it's more than potential I think it's when you see that like what you want is there and also like you're just able to be yourself and you feel that if you do make the move that they will make the move back and be okay with it. But the, I, but I think the thing that some people don't do is they don't, they don't get clear on what they want mm -hmm. before. And so sometimes I think I, I, I tell young people, <laughs> quote unquote young, you know, I'm like in this show now and there's a bunch of like 20 year olds in the show and I'm like, here's my advice. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm smoking. I'm like, can the adults please smoke? Um, but I always say like date around, you're not going to know what you want until you've tried, you know, and seen what your options are. And that dating around for me was like the ways that I was able to go. I want that. I don't want that. I want this. I want that. And, um, and so when I met Steven, I was definitely nervous about committing too early on. Cause he just was, I remember saying this out loud to somebody, he's so available. <laughs> Great. Which is exactly Great. what you want. <laughs> Great. That in a makes relationship. Me look, just sound like. You, no, but you were so like available. I'm, I'm available. Which is exactly what people Where's want. Would you date me? <laughs> <laughs> just like, please date me. Oh, please. No, you were just so, anything I said, you would just, you would be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Let's do it. You know? Well, because ultimately I think uh, I knew that I really liked you and like I wanted it to work. And like, I remember at one point you're like, maybe we should take a break. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I was because like, I knew like if it was meant to be, it would work out because I knew how I felt. And so, and that's when I knew that he was the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I wanted somebody who was, there was no drama and it was really fun. But there's and we still drama. We have our moments. <laughs> Lots. No. <laughs> but so, I mean, I think there's right, a lot me, of difference. I want to interrupt you yeah, guys. And I it, do I want to know. Yeah, no. This what, is Alan, folks. What do you guys, what do the two of you still fight about the most? Initiative. Wouldn't you say? Oh, God. I mean, maybe initiative, but maybe, like, I find that I usually get upset about leaving when we're trying to leave I always feel like you're rushing me <laughs> that's usually what I get upset about I'm like stop rushing me I'm not ready like please stop 
Meanwhile, I'm just standing by the door. I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> That's I'm literally thing. just standing there. And he's like, you're rushing me. I'm like, I'm just standing here waiting, getting out of your way. Or it's like, if we both have to get ready and leave at the same time, Brett likes to just like pretend like he's not going to get ready until I get ready first. And then he's like, we're going to be late. I'm like, yeah, because you didn't start getting ready. Like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Like, you're waiting for me to just, like, start. And I'm like, why is it always going to be me? Yeah, I I mean... Uh, that's no, no, we're not really fighting, but... We don't really fight, fight. We we get we get into these little, like, scuffles, and then it's like it never happened. But I think that, you know, this last year, we definitely have had some moments, but it's mostly because we've been so insecure individually. we so stressed out. <laughs> Financially Both of us had, like... And- many breakdowns many times a week mm-hmm. and we both knew that it wasn't really about us that it was about our situation and many other things and we would just kind of let the other one go through their tantrum <laughs> is basically what it was and move on okay are you done all right good yeah <laughs> yeah 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 but i think that this this whole year has been sort of I, the fact that we're still together after these last two years <laughs> is a testament to how yeah, how much this true. relationship works. But I think that, you know, the one thing that we still have conversations about that we've had conversations about since day one is initiative. Where And what I mean by that is, like, I remember it was, on a small scale, it was like, Stephen would go to bed and leave the lights on. And I'd be like, can you just turn the lights off for you? So now we have Alexa and we can just say, Alexa, Alexa turn does the it for us. <laughs> and, and, and on a large scale, like things like, like today we, we had to do some photos and I was like, we've had this on the calendar for two weeks. And Steven's like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. Well, I had one outfit for <laughs> sure. And then you're like, give it, you're like, well, I have three. And I'm like, well, I don't. And then again, the same thing with the time thing was that we were we were doing alternate side of the street parking this morning. Uh-huh. He, I'm doing the first half. He's doing the second half. We have to be at the photo shoot at 11. He doesn't come down to the car until like 9.50. And so then I have, you know, I mean, I don't have that much time to like shower and sort of, I hadn't eaten. And we hadn't eaten, right. Yeah. So that's, that's typically probably why I'm fighting is because I'm always hungry. Always hungry. And I'm like, I need to eat. Like I, like, why haven't we eaten? Yeah. He's always hungry. You cannot keep him fed. Yeah, I mean, you gotta eat. I don't know. So, so we've gone. Did we answer your? I question? don't even know if we answered your question, dude. But we hope that helps you in some form. Um, if you want relationship and dating advice from our completely unqualified selves, shoot us a DM on Instagram at Broadway Husbands, or shoot us an email on broadwayhusbands.com and we just might choose your question on the next episode also to guarantee you receive our advice consider becoming a patron on patreon and you can join us on a live episode to ask your question check out this plus an array of other benefits at patreon.com slash broadwayhusbands for more details yes so thank you for listening to the broadway husbands podcast and we will look forward to talking to you in the next episode yay and remember oh and remember love who you love and love what you do 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.